Hello and welcome back to the Psyche podcast with me, Hannah, and we're here to help inform, inspire and empower you to live a joyful, meaningful and healthy life. We're here for honest conversations, challenging misconceptions and just helping you to feel a bit better about yourself. I'm joined today by Tony Lloyd and I won't talk for long beforehand um, because it's such a great conversation. I really just want to dive straight into it. But I just wanted to see how you're all doing and offer a reminder. It's something that Tony does talk about, about the importance of self-care. But I really just wanted to reiterate that, that we're in an unusual, unprecedented world at the moment. And there's so much going around about if you don't come out of this time having learnt new skills or whatever, you didn't lack time, you lacked discipline. And partly, I sometimes think, oh yeah, actually, I do have more time than I thought. And there is something about making the decision to do it and, and really going for it. But at the same time, this is such an unknown, unusual situation that it is naturally anxiety provoking. And that's in everyone. And, uh, you know, if you have experienced anxiety or, or mental health difficulties, then it's possibly more pronounced. So I really just wanted to remind you to be kind to yourself, be gentle with yourself, treat yourself as a friend. And yes, you might come out of this learning new skills and having transformed your life, but you might not. You might just get through it. And that is amazing as well. It's, yeah, an unusual time. So just, I think I really want to echo what Natalie said in episode 32 about meeting yourself where you are. And I love this idea. I've stolen it and I've been saying it everywhere. Um, I've been crediting her with it as I'm doing now. But <laughs> I think it's really important that meeting yourself where you are. And if that's a day where you're feeling good and you've got the energy to learn something new and push yourself, fantastic, go for it. But if it's, I'm struggling today and what I need is a nap or a pyjama day or whatever, that's okay too. And I think it's really about checking in with yourself and, and seeing where you're at and giving yourself a bit of a break. So that's a little reminder. I'm going to hand over to the conversation with Tony. Thank you so much to Tony for joining us. And if you listen towards the end, Tony will share obviously his details for his website, but he has a special gift he is offering all our listeners. So stay tuned for that. Hi everyone, and I'm really pleased to welcome this week's guest, Tony, to the podcast. So Tony, welcome. And if you could introduce yourself and tell the listeners a little bit about you, that would be great. All right. I'm Tony Lloyd and my last name is spelled in an unusual way. It's with one L, so it's T-O-N-Y-L-O-Y-D. Uh, and I am uh, I say that my purpose is I help purpose-driven business leaders to thrive in life so that they can connect with others and contribute more. So I do that in a lot of different ways. I show up as a uh, as an author, a speaker, a coach. I have my own podcast. I do a, a lot of different things, but uh, it all sort of falls under that umbrella of I help purpose-driven business leaders to thrive in life so that they can connect with others and contribute more. Amazing. Do you know what? I Today, I've been really thinking about my business, so probably very timely having this conversation because that's what's been going around in my head all day. Um, because as everyone 
all know we're in a bit of a lockdown situation a bit of a weird new world with with COVID-19 so how are you finding that? Uh, I find it odd. (laughs) You know, uh, we were talking a little bit before we started recording. Um, It's not a common dinner conversation that you begin to consider who do we know among our friends and family who is vulnerable and who could die. And then if that happens, would we go to a funeral in the midst of this pandemic? And, and so it, that, that can be pretty heavy, right? You know, so, but, but yet we're finding ways to be resilient and uplifting and positive. And, uh, so, you know, I, I, I've been through some life experiences where I was down and I know what down looks like. And, uh, and now I'm kind of up. And so just sort of using those, uh, mental reframing practices and other things to keep ourselves in a positive light. I think that the mental reframing is, such a useful thing to do throughout life generally but at the moment and the way I'm trying to reframe it is it's a bit of an opportunity to be home-based to have more time to focus on things that you know when you just put them off and you're like oh I'll get around to that at some point suddenly it's like well what else am I doing right (laughs) it's not like you're going out to the club with your friends exactly although saying that I did do a virtual pub quiz last week which (laughs) (laughs) which was fun um so I think that again it's that resilience of uh, the human spirit or the human character isn't it that people are finding these ways to bring the things that we'd normally do offline online so we can still interact with each other exactly yeah perfect so I'd love to talk about your experiment challenge I don't know how you um how you frame it um so this was 2019 you had a a challenge that you set yourself. So could you talk about that? Sure. Um, well, at the end of 2018, I was um, really profoundly depressed. I, you know, just for whatever reason, and we could go into all of that. Um, but I shared with a friend of mine that I was going through depression. And one of the things that he offered me was uh, the book Lost Connections by Johan Hari. Do you know that book? I think I have it. I know Johan from from other books and, and podcasts. Right, right. So uh, yeah, he, he wrote this book, Lost Connections, Why You Were Depressed and How to Find Hope. And in the book, and just very briefly, he finds that there are nine different causes of anxiety and depression. But what's really interesting is there are uh, only two that are related to the chemicals in your brain or your genes. And so everything else is sort of environmental, social, and personal lifestyle. So Things like being disconnected from meaningful work or being disconnected from other people or being disconnected from status and respect or the natural world. And so he he lays out these nine different causes of anxiety and depression. Um, And up until that point of time, I had always been told a story and believed the story and the framing in my mind, you and I were just talking about reframing. uh, The framing in my mind was the reason that one becomes uh, anxious and depressed is because their brain is broken and it's not making enough serotonin. But really he, he says, yes, there is some truth to low serotonin and anxiety and depression. However, is it causal or is it an effect? Do you become anxious and depressed and therefore your serotonin is, is suppressed or is it the other way around? And there's a lot of evidence for there's no connection between serotonin levels in your brain and anxiety and depression. It's it's really about 
Um, you know, I'm I'm looking out of my front window right now as you and I are talking, and I can see a maple tree that's in my front yard, and it's just becoming spring here in the northern hemisphere, and so the tree is starting to bud and all that. Well, if the tree didn't bud, I wouldn't go out into the yard and take a big stick and whack the tree and say, stupid tree, why are you broken? What's wrong with you? I would go, oh, something's wrong. It's not getting enough water. It's not getting enough sunshine. It's not getting all these other things. I would look at the environmental cues to say, What's causing this thing to happen? So in uh, at the end of 2018, I was going through this experience where I was profoundly depressed. I read this book. It sort of gave me this, this sense of agency, this sense that I had some control over myself, my life, my, my body, everything that was going on. So I made this decision to live a year of personal best. And, and, I, and I'll pause with this caveat here to say, this was 2019. It wasn't 2020, right? So, so to live this big, bodacious life where I'm running with my friends and doing all this stuff, you know, it would look differently in 2020 than it did in 2019. In fact, it does look differently in 2019. Um, and yet, kind of the process I went through and the lessons learned seem to apply to today. So I'll just pause there for a second and see if you have any questions about that, Hannah. I'd love to know more about what 2019's year of personal best look looked like. But I did actually have a question of you had this year of living personal bests, if you're continuing with it and what that looks like now when we're in such a different world, basically. Right, right. So the goal is excellence and not perfection, right? And the other thing about personal best is it is very personal. So every human being can live their best life if they just take control of the thing that they can control. Um, you know, I do live a life of privilege. I'm a 61-year-old man. I am a white male in a world that seems to reward that. I uh, was born in a um, postal code that seems to thrive. Uh, so, you know, I could have been born a completely different kind of human being in a completely different region of the world with different circumstances. And yet each of us has a series of choices we can make about what does my personal best look like given the circumstances right now? I mean, you, you and I, you gave a perfect example uh, that even though you can't go to the club with your friends, you found a way to make the same connections recently where you did some club things online. You sort of got together, had a little club party with your friends. You know, so it can look different for every person in every set of circumstances including in the middle of a pandemic. So your personal bests, and I was having a little look into your website, and uh, I'm sure we'll get to, to that later in the link. And so you looked at all the different sort of areas of your life and what it would look like in those areas. So could you expand on how you started this process and kind of what it looked like? So if anyone's listening and thinking, well, it sounds like an interesting idea. Maybe I will uh, strive for excellence. Sure. One of the first things you have to ask yourself is, what will I measure and how will I measure it? So if I'm going to say this is best, I have to know what, what you know, bad is or what good is or what normal is and where I'm at on my, on my journey. So um, one of the things I did was I used a self-assessment. And in a second, I'll sort of explain why it's these three areas. But I ended up saying uh, thrive, connect, and contribute. So um, under the area of thrive, I said, so thrive is really about well-being. So it's my physical well-being, my emotional, intellectual, even my spiritual well-being. Uh, 
connect is about my relationships. So it's my social relationships, my marriage, my uh, relationship within my family as a parent, as a child, all, you know, all my f- familial relationships. And then uh, contribute is really about the the achievements that I have in my life through my work. So my vocation, uh, my avocation, which includes hobbies, but it also includes causes that I give time, talent, and treasure to, and my finances, because am I contributing enough to my family so that we feel comfortable and we have enough that we could give away to others. So those were the 10 different areas and three different, uh, or 10 different domains and three different areas. Uh, and I, I just measured that with a self-assessment. Now, I, I did measure what I could measure. So let's take our physical health, right? So we can look at whatever, body mass index, heart rate, respiratory, all these different things. Uh, and we could look at where we're at today and then set some goals around that. But how do you put a measurement on your emotional health? Or how do you put a measurement on your spiritual well-being? Uh, those are a little harder to do. So to make everything sort of even, I um, created this little self-assessment where I use a little slider bar and I slide it to the right if I'm really doing well and I slide it to the left a little bit if I'm not doing as well. And I measured myself with this self-assessment at the beginning of the year and I measured myself at the end of the year. Uh, and the results. So uh, the other thing I did, let me just pause here for th- this. Um, the other thing that I did was I said, OK, I am, let's say on a scale of one to 10, I am an eight in this area. I'd like to be a 10. What do I need to do to close the gap? And then what are the steps I will take on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly basis so that I could keep track of you know, if so, for example, if somebody says, I want to write a book, well, how many words per day do you need to write in order to write that book at the end? So whatever that goal is, looking at what's my goal, where am I at now, and what steps will I take on a consistent basis? Because it really is about small habits repeated again and again. So the results. Uh, so my, my health is much better. Uh, my relationships are much stronger. Uh, and oddly enough, my business grew significantly in uh, 2019. And this is an argument I get from a lot of entrepreneurs. You know, they're thinking, well, if I focus on myself, my business will suffer. You know, I have to focus on my business right now and I'm going to sacrifice myself for it. And that's a silly idea that I had for a lot of years, you know, that I'm going to throw myself under the bus in order to grow my business so it can take care of me later. Um, I think our whole culture around hustle and grind is probably wrong. That uh, a lot of people are out there with hashtags like grind until you die or something, you know, and, uh, and it doesn't really work that way. Uh, but let me, let me talk about the, the um, results and let me talk a little bit about the lessons learned. So the results, um, I'll just use physical as an example because we won't go through everything. But uh, in 2019, I ran... 1,790 miles. So I'm not sure how that translates into into kilometers, but uh, it's basically the dips. If anybody knows the U.S. map, it's basically the distance from Minneapolis to Miami, which is you know quite a thing. Uh, and according to the app Strava, my uh, fitness level Im- improved by 218 percent across the year. Uh, I started a plant based diet 
And in that, you know, the results can be seen in my blood test. So things like LDL cholesterol down 29%, triglycerides down 38%, total cholesterol down 40%. And I lost 16.4 pounds across the year. And it wasn't a big crash off and then, you know, struggle to keep it off. It was a pound here, a pound there across the year. And by the end of the year, I was down 16.4 pounds, which is a lot closer to my ideal weight. So what did I get out of that? Well, let me say a couple of things. So the first thing is that um, at the beginning of the year, I feel like where I was, was I was, I was sort of lost. My anxiety and my depression, it really stemmed from this idea that I didn't really get it. I, I didn't understand the point of it all, right? So you get up in the morning and you eat your breakfast and you're gaining some calories so you can go out and you can go for a run or go to work or do whatever and burn those calories. And then you put more calories in and you take them out. It's like, what are we doing here, right? It's a little hamster wheel, just sort of spinning, spinning, spinning. Um, so I really had to land on my own personal mission, my own personal purpose. Um, and this is kind of where I landed. I said, Really, I feel like we're here on earth to connect deeply with others and to contribute to the world. And what my contribution is may look different than your contribution and who I connect with and how I connect may look different. But those are the two things we're here on earth to do. But in order to connect deeply, in order to contribute more, we first have to practice self-care. So I call that thriving. So it's thrive, then connect and then contribute. Um, and so bringing it into 2020, and I'll, I'll, I'll stop here in a second. I realize I'm getting a little long here, but, um, but bringing it to 2020 as we think about this uh, COVID-19 crisis that we're in the middle of, this pandemic that we're in the middle of, um, the way that I'm framing it right now is I'm saying there's three things that I learned from that that I can apply today. So the first one is recognize the, the importance of self-care. That as we're all pulling back and pulling away, we need to be doing things to take care of ourselves. And, and that includes a holistic view of ourselves, not just one area, right? Um, the second thing is resources are available. That as I went through this, I had a friend, Michael, who helped me out with this. I had running buddies that we ran together. You know, it, it's really tapping into the resources in your, ne in your network because we have family, we have friends, and we're, we are a unit for a reason. We learn to su survive out on the plains of the Serengeti or wherever we were as, as our ancestors. Uh, we learn to survive by coming together. So recognizing that you have resources. And then the third thing is the thing we were talking about right uh, a few minutes ago, which is reframe. And so I had things in my life that I had to reframe. You know, uh, I loved, uh, for example, last year, I focused a lot on uh, Brene Brown and her message around the difference between shame and guilt. And I had a lot of things in my head that I was doing, I was thinking about because I was experiencing shame. But it really helped me to say, sure, it's okay to feel guilty about something you did. But when you start flipping that into shame, you're saying, you're not saying it's something I did, it's who I am. I am a bad person. So that reframing, for example, that's one of many reframes that I did last year. So that reframing really helped me to have this breakthrough moment in the middle of this uh, of this personal life crisis. So, so that's my story and I feel like I've gone too long. So Hannah, let me let you jump in there. No, uh, it's uh, great stuff. So no, 
I love the uh, the three areas that you've identified so that thrive, connect and contribute. And I am absolutely going to just echo that importance of self-care because I think it is so important. And you have all the, the kind of cliches, but are very true about having to put on your own air mask first when it drops, because I think with business or just generally in life, we sometimes try and give, 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 do, do, do. And then we don't look after ourselves and then we get run down and then we can't really show up the way we want to for the people in our lives or for our business. So it's not, I mean, it could be, depending how far you go with it, be selfish to focus on yourself, but looking after yourself to thrive, like you said, isn't selfish in itself. It's it's necessary. And I think particularly at the moment when we're experiencing this pandemic, it's really important to look after your, your health and holistically and uh, one of the big things I know in the UK that people are talking about is mental health alongside that that one of the things that's possibly happening is that connection element being lost because people are at home and um, and as you were talking I was thinking about the increased effort people are making to connect online that focus on thriving and then also the contribution and we had something in the in the UK last week where at a set time, I don't know how it started, but it was going around social media that at a set time, everyone was going to go outside, socially distant outside their front door and clap for the health service. And so many people did for the kind of key workers who are on the front line contributing. And another little example of where people are really kind of stepping up to contribute, we've got lots of retired um, doctors or healthcare workers or people who have just left that, that line of work returning to it at the moment and there's also um there was a a drive to get volunteers to help with different tasks and they were hoping to get about two hundred thousand over a couple of days and they had um four hundred thousand within 24 hours and they're up to nearly a million i think of people who just i want to do something i want to contribute in some way so i just i love the areas because i think they're so i think if i and thought about how to split things up I think they're very um logical I guess very good yeah and I don't know about you Hannah but I I have in the past thought of others which is you know it's a good character trait right I I was born in in a family that um you know, humility is really a key part of our value system and not thinking too highly of yourself so the strength of that is the fact that as a, uh, you know, I'm a former Fortune 500 executive. And so when I was running uh, big teams, um, focusing on the needs of my team and really serving them as a servant leader and just really focusing on them, it served me well. But it also, any strength taken to an extreme becomes a weakness, right? So because I am other focused, because I am a person who who is here on earth to serve others, then it becomes very at some point it becomes a detriment to me because, you know, you were talking about cliches. This is one of my favorite cliches about that is you cannot pour from an empty vessel, right? So you have to practice. I have to practice self-care before I can go on and do these other things, but then not forgetting these other things, right? So connecting with others, you know, and even it's not just with others, but it's with uh, nature. It's with a higher power. It's with the universe, whatever you want to call that. It's with, you know, just connecting is incredibly important. Uh, And then 
contributing. So how do I go about making a contribution in the middle of this? And you just gave a perfect example of that. It is in the human nature to want to contribute. And so when an emergency strikes, then we rise to the occasion and we want to contribute in some way. We want to make a difference. Uh, And really, I've spent a few years now, I talk to uh, social entrepreneurs on a regular basis, and we talk about the the purpose of work. So the purpose of work being, yeah, I want to make money. At some point, I have to spend money. All that works, except the other part of this has to be since I spend two-thirds of my time either asleep or working, um, I should the way I spend my time is the way I spend my life. So I should make sure that this part of my life has some purpose and meaning, not just a job I go to. And again, spoken from a position of privilege, and I get that there are people who are struggling and they can only do what they can do. Uh, but but I think that you've really nailed it right there with that, uh, with that illustration about how people want to contribute. We want to do something to make a difference. Yeah. And I I think that's, again, that human spirit, isn't it? And I think the connection, again, is also something that's really fundamental in us. We are a a social creature. We thrive in, I think, all three of your your areas. They're all so connected, aren't they, uh, into each other? Right. No one stands alone. You know, I I think that um, there's a really good book, uh, I believe it's by Martin Selig, and it's called Flourish. Uh, and he, he's the father of positive psychology and just a really brilliant man, University of Pennsylvania. But he talks about the fallacy of a monolithic solution, right? So, you know, if only I get better with my physical health, if only I contribute more, if only I, you name it, then everything will be okay. But um, one of my favorite quotes um, is, to every complex problem, there is an answer that is simple and elegant and wrong. <laughs> because because we, we want these simple, elegant solutions, but the truth is that life is complex and our, you know, the obstacles that we come up against, they are complex. And so it requires a complex response. It can't just be one thing and everything is fine from that point on, uh, or else you will end up chasing your tail. I mean, you mentioned your business right at the beginning. I don't know how many times you've gone, ah, if only I started a podcast. Ah, if only I wrote a book. Ah, if only I did a webinar. Ah, only if I did uh, live videos. Oh, I have to have SEO. Oh, it's, you know, and I'm just, I'm throwing my fingers up in the air now to just say, you know, there are 10,000 things that it's the one answer. There is no one answer. I mean, the, the answer is to take a holistic view of life and to approach things from that holistic uh, point of view. Hmm. Absolutely. And, and I think there's also there's the multiple different paths you can take, but we are also individuals. So the route that one person takes isn't necessarily going to work for another person. And I think that's why I, I like to remind listeners on the podcast is that we have lots of guests and we share lots of different tips and, and strategies, which we'll get to at the end but it's not a you must do these it's a here's some ideas try some of them on see what works for you and I think with the business world like you're saying there's very much this is the way to do it and I sometimes listen to it and just think that some of it is that's not me the kind of being on video all the time I'm an introvert actually something like that I think well I could possibly do it it would be uncomfortable but is it going to really come across because I'm not going to be being true to myself and I think that's also a really important part of 
of business, isn't it? Being that authentic, although that's the word that gets thrown around a lot now <laughs> as well. How, how sad that the word authentic has lost its meaning, you know, that it's become inauthentic to talk about authenticity. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I, uh, am, I'm reading at the moment, still it's right next to me, uh, Starts With Why by Simon Sinek, if you've, if you've read it. And there's a bit in that where he talks about authenticity and that you have companies who ask people like, what would it look like if we were acting authentically? Which is just not the point. Right. Yeah. Um, somebody, somebody said cynically, they said, um, uh, authenticity is the key. And once you learn to fake that, then everything else is, is okay. So, <laughs> you know. yeah, I'm not sure that I'm going to, I just think my business then with, with this podcast, I just sort of, hopefully it reaches people, but it's got to feel that, yeah, that it's being true to myself. Otherwise, it, I think it's quite hard to feel you're contributing or to feel that you're you're thriving even if you're showing up as not yourself all the time and trying to put on that face and put on that persona. And I just think that's not how I <laughs> how I want to live my life. So right, right, maybe less successful, but uh, hopefully thriving more. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the whole theory is that uh, we show up as who we are and um, there will be lots of people who will not be attracted to us. But that means that there will be lots of people who will be attracted to us. Right. Uh, Sean McCain, I think uh, Sean McCabe said uh, something like and, and I'll get this wrong. He said, if your work is strong enough for someone to hate you, it's strong enough for someone to love you. It's that muddy middle in the middle that you want to avoid, right? So uh, so I, I do think that it, it's important that we show up as genuine, authentic, because there are a lot of people looking around for themselves, and they don't see themselves in the, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk or the, you name the other, you know, internet guru. I don't know who that would be, Neil Patel, I don't know, whoever it is. Uh, you know, there are people who look at those folks and say, I am not that, so therefore I can't I can't be successful. But then they look at people like you and me and they recognize, you know, uh, well, I'll, I'll speak about myself. They say, if that goofball can make it, well, then anybody can make it. Right. You know, uh, but but people will be people will be attracted to to uh, someone like them and not everyone online is just like them. So it, you might as well show up as you. Exactly. And I think that's a, a good a good attitude for anyone whatever they're doing to have to try and show up as, as you and actually last last week I think there was a campaign which um possibly would have been a lot more uh, successful before we were all in uh, not quarantine but you know <laughs> socially distant uh, which was about um showing up as your whole self at work and so it was if you're not me in a in a suit maybe wear your own your own clothes but you know like more casual um and so they they adapted it to working from home but this idea of showing up whatever you're doing if it's safe in the environment that you're in to, to do that as your whole self um and so that was the mental health first aid england i believe they were running it as a campaign about this showing up as your full self yeah so i have some set questions i ask everyone that comes on and i'd love to hear your your thoughts on these Okay, the answer is 42. <laughs> no, that wasn't the question. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, uh, not the meaning of life. Uh, so what always boosts your mood? What brings you joy in your life? Uh, my wife's laughter. And I make it my life's mission to find ways to make her laugh because it just fills my heart with joy. 
I imagine that's a, a really good way of building a really strong relationship as well, because laughter is such a powerful connector. Uh, so my next one is what makes life meaningful for you? Uh, I, I think I am, I am built to facilitate the growth of others. So that shows up in a lot of different ways. You know, I might run a workshop or I might write a book or I might, uh, you know, I do podcasts or I might appear as a guest or, you know, these different things. So for me, uh, my whole life's purpose is about facilitating the growth of others. So that, that gives me this sense of purpose and meaning. Brilliant. So my next one, obviously we've sort of touched a little bit on um, on this, I think, um, as we were talking, but one of the big things for this podcast is about mental wellness. So it's actually two questions, um, although I grouped them together. <laughs> so the first bit is what does mental wellness mean to you? And then how do you look after your own mental well-being? Yeah, uh, I, I think that um, one of the one of the most important lessons I learned in the last year. Um, are you familiar with the app Headspace? Yeah. So he has this great little video where he he says, um, so people think that we are our emotions and feelings, our, our, our th thoughts and feelings. And he said, but actually, our job is to sit on a rock beside the road and sort of watch the traffic go by. And sometimes we get confused because those are our thoughts and feelings just sort of passing by. And sometimes we get confused and we run out in the middle of the traffic and we try to control the traffic or we chase the traffic. We run after the cars. And he said, no, no, the, the thing we're here to do is to sit on the rock beside the road and watch those thoughts and feelings pass by. So that whole concept of I am not my thoughts and feelings, that I have thoughts and feelings, but my core being who I am is not my thoughts and feelings. That is such a breakthrough reframing in my mind. So uh, what do I do for, um, for my mental health? You know, I just talked about this whole personal experiment, but I think there is something key about nature. Um, you know, I live, in a, I live in a house that our back windows face out towards a nature reserve. And so there are deer and turkey and foxes and all these different wildlife animals, you know, that are just sort of coming back and forth through our backyard. And and we just sit here and look at it like it's a parade. Uh, and I, I mentioned that I'm a bit of a runner. I love to get out, not necessarily on a road and pound out the miles, but get out on a nature trail somewhere and go out in the woods or or across a big prairie or somewhere where I'm just out in nature and I can commune with nature to me that is like the best thing for my mental health mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and that's something actually at the moment for the uk government is being outside to get some form of exercise is one of the things that we're allowed to do because of that yes you can move and exercise at home but being outside in nature is so beneficial and and i'm really pleased that's being recognized and that's in place the headspace animation i was definitely nodding along because that I love that animation and I, my background's in, in education and I've shown that to students uh, to help them as they're trying to understand their emotions and, and learn to recognize them. And then the other thing <laughs> that really struck me was um, when you said about turkeys being wild outside because we don't have wild turkeys. And so <laughs> just, right. the concept of just wild turkeys is just uh, made me chuckle a little bit. <laughs> 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 it's an American thing. I apologize. No, it's, it's... <laughs> I've, I've been giving all of my examples in miles and pounds and whatever. I mean, I just, you know, should have been better about this. But actually, 
probably for the UK, um, we do, for most people, we'd probably do miles. Well, if we're driving, we do miles rather than kilometers. But if you're running, you might do kilometers. But for measure, for measuring stuff, we have a mixture. So I used to always measure in pounds. And then because I started doing CrossFit, now I measure myself, weigh myself in kilos because that's way easier than then having to convert, oh, how much am I lifting in pounds? So, but the UK is a bit of a weird one because we pick and choose what we want. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my next question, uh, and we've talked a little bit about mental reframing as well, which kind of comes under this more broadly, but how would you describe your own mindset? Mm, Good question. Uh, So... I think curious, alert, and relaxed. I, I think that um, I used to, when I, I was a facilitator of workshops uh, in these big Fortune 500 companies, and uh, as I was coming up through my career, and then I do that again today after that uh, business career, but uh, I used to say at the beginning, we want you to get in the car, C-A-R. So become curious, become alert, and become relaxed because that is the peak learning state. And um, it, it's sort of the place I try to stay. I, I, I'd say that uh, the thing I try to avoid is things like outrage. You know, it's it's okay to be angry and to say, "Hey, I, that makes me really angry." And I, you know, but but today it seems, especially online, we tend to live in a world in which we are snarky and snide and cynical and outraged all the time. It's like, oh, the government has done this. Oh, let's all just scream at the government. Oh, there's a new government. Oh, well, let's just scream at them too, right? And so so a uh, perpetual outrage, it leads to cynicism. It depresses our emotions. So I find um, focusing on solutions focusing on um, on the outcome rather than the problem at hand, uh, those, those things seem to, to tend to sort of shift my mood a little bit. Awesome. And that segues really nicely into the next question, this idea of solutions. And I know when we were talking earlier about your year of personal best and you were saying about having clear steps and, and the kind of practical breakdown of how you're going to get there. And one of the things on the podcast is we want to leave people with practical things that they that they can try out so my question is um if you could give one to three tips or strategies that you would recommend that people put in place in their life that are going to have a a massive impact what would you suggest Uh, let me just take it down to one uh which is just just start um, I, uh, I wrote a book a couple of years ago and, uh, if I took the entire book, it's like, you know, I did hundreds of interviews and then I boiled it down to these 10 lessons. And then I sort of summarized all of this stuff. You know, if you take that entire experience, you could write it on a three by five index card and it would say this, it would say miracles find you while you're in motion. So if you're sitting on the couch and you're sitting on your hands and you're sitting still, it's almost as if you are surrounded by this giant cloud of miracles, but you don't run into them because you're just sitting so still. But it's the minute that you stand up, it's the minute that you go into motion that you just sort of walk into this cloud of miracles. And so, you know, I use the word miracles because I like the word. It sort of gives this sort of magical uh, connotation to it. But there are these coincidences, this serendipity, these synchronicity, these just little tiny things that happen to us on a day-to-day basis that when we're paying attention, we see them and we go, ah, there's one of those little things showing up in our lives, right? So th- that would be it. Just just start. Just start in the direction of your dreams. 
the resources will come. Hmm. That made me think of um, a little uh, saying story, I'm not sure, of uh, someone who was praying that they'd win the lottery and they kept praying and praying, can I win? And then I think God appeared to them and just said, like, please buy a ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Right. They hadn't actually taken that fundamental step towards it happening. And that was just what was in my head that you have to buy a ticket to be in it to win. And and the same you have to start in order for all that other stuff, uh, great stuff to fall in place. Right. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you for that. So uh, how can people connect with you online if they want to find your podcast or your book that you just mentioned or their interest in hearing you speak? Where can people find you? Uh, so the difficult thing about finding me online is my last name is spelled in unusual way. Uh, so my last name is Lloyd with one L, L-O-Y-D. So if you go to Tony at TonyLloyd.com, you'll find me there. Uh, and and Hannah, because I appreciate you having me on, um, if you don't mind, I would like to offer a copy of my book for free to anyone who would email me and mention the uh, Psyche podcast. Uh, and so if they will uh, send me an email, and I'll tell you the email address is Tony at TonyLloyd.com. Uh, and the book is called Crazy Good Advice, 10 Lessons Learned from 150 Leading Social Entrepreneurs. Uh, it's a number one uh, bestseller on Amazon. You could buy it right now on Amazon for, you know, whatever it is, like 15 pounds or whatever. Uh, but you could uh, you could just get it for me for free. Uh, but, you know, I, I just want to give this away as a thank you gift for listeners to your podcast. So if they will mention the name in the email, and again, the, the email address is Tony at TonyLloyd.com, T-O-N-Y-L-O-Y-D.com, and uh, I'll send it along. Perfect. Thank you so much, and, and so generous of you. And uh, I might email you as well. Because... Very good. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Tony, for, for joining me today. I've really enjoyed chatting to you. I've Yeah, I, I found it really interesting, really inspiring, and I'm definitely going to think about how I can do the, the Thrive Connect contribute in my own life and also just get started with all my business ideas as well so thank you so much very good thank you hannah so thank you again to tony for joining us and i absolutely love how he conceptualizes what he's learned from his challenge and and it's definitely a challenge i'm I'm thinking about how i can achieve for me excellence in my life and um live my year of personal bests, whatever that looks like for me. But this idea of thrive, connect and contribute, I think is so logical, so simple. And it's one of those things where you're like, oh, I wish I'd come up with that myself because <laughs> it just really does make sense to me. Um, and I think at the moment it's, yeah, thinking about all of those things and to be able to connect, which is something I think sometimes we're missing in particular, the, the face-to-face connection to be able to contribute we have to think about the thrive we have to look after ourselves and and um, echoing back to what i was saying at the beginning about being gentle with yourself and, and being kind with yourself thanks again to tony i referenced the virtual pub quiz i did at the, at the beginning of this episode and actually i've been doing it every week since and that's jay's virtual pub quiz it's on youtube i'll put a link to it and it's live on a Thursday and a Saturday night now 
um, about 10 to 8 it goes live, but probably about quarter past 8 that it actually starts. And he also does other quizzes, specialist quizzes that are just pre-recorded during the week. And the way we normally play it, me and my partner play against each other. And then we combine our score as a couple score against uh, some of our friends. And it's a lot of fun. So, you know, thank you to Jay for putting it together. And uh, I know it's really popular and that also they've raised a lot of money for charity, for the NHS charities. So I mentioned it in this episode. So I just wanted to do a proper shout out to um, where you can find it if you're interested in quizzing along as well. I um, hope you've got a lot from this episode next week's episode we are going to be talking about bucket lists (laughs) and um yeah just living this purposeful driven amazing life of our dreams and setting ourselves up to be able to do that so we're I feel like we're in a bit of a like positivity kick (laughs) at the moment we had joy uh, we had happiness we've been talking about this living um, a life of personal bests and Next week, again, I guess we're carrying on on that theme of just creating this amazing life. And for me personally, obviously, life is a bit upside down at the moment, but it's giving some space to reflect on the things that are really important to me and my priorities and giving me a chance to really be honest with myself, get to know myself and have a kind of clear out of the the thoughts in my head that are not serving me, the clutter in my life that is just stressing me out and the things that I that I value so that hopefully when I come out of this, I um, can live a life that is more aligned, that is more the way I want it to, in theory, <laughs> because, you know, best laid plans and all that. Uh, one of my partner's favourite quotes is, uh, life is what happens when you're making plans but I still think there is, for me, a lot of value in making plans or having ideas or dreaming big and all of that. And I'm using this as a good opportunity to do that, to put those dreams and those ideas in place. And then, yeah, who knows when uh, they'll get acted out. But um, I guess that's where my headspace is. And I'm just waffling now. So I'm going to round up and say thank you for listening in. Thank you again to Tony for joining us. And I hope you have a good week. Be kind to yourself. Meet yourself where you are. And if you are struggling, we obviously have all our our back issues of um, the podcast. We've got episode 14 and 31, which are strategy roundups. So if you just need a bit of a boost and some ideas, they are there. We have our, our page on Facebook where we obviously share the episodes, some inspirational messages and links to the blog and that's a bit of a more personal vulnerable my story type thing that's on our website www.psykhe.co.uk and also we do have our group on facebook which is slowly growing and that is the psyche mental well-being community and that is somewhere to go for encouragement to be uplifted for support and it's a peer support type place And it's just somewhere to go if you want to talk to like-minded people or maybe you're struggling a little bit and just need a little bit of that community support. So those are there. And I have also updated on the uh, Facebook page about the services I offer. So if you are interested in coaching, you can find that on there. But as I've said, 
be kind, meet yourself where you are, have a good week and we'll be back next week on Wednesday with another episode. Take care. Bye.